you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. Good morning out there. Are you you're out out there and is it raining out there for you today? Yeah, it's, it's coming down not too hard. Yeah. I mean, it's raining for California. Well, it's California. It's California rain. Stays like that's nothing. Right. <laughs> but nice no, good. It's coming down a little bit. Yeah. All good. Yeah, that's Yeah, the Georgia rain's a little bit different. It's it's torrential, you know. It comes down like buckets. I don't know, is it like that in yeah, Hawaii when you go? Yeah, it comes. Oh well, we get, we get we get rains, but um, they come and go. There there are a lot of them, but you know they can dump pretty hard because of the humidity. But thirty minutes later, it could be sunshine. So, and no yeah. one's gonna no one's gonna listen about rain in Hawaii. I mean, I might well just... <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, like whatever, dude. <laughs> you know. Uh... My son, my son, when he went on vacation there, he went there to Hawaii. It, Michael is built for Hawaii, just so you know. He's just so laid back, and he had the best time there. Yeah, you know, yeah. just got along with the locals yeah. and just, hey, Dad, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm just chilling. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> home, sweet home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he loved it, man. He was all up in it, so. And I don't know if you know Kathy's sons now. He's he's stationed there in Hawaii right now. They he's uh, oh, he's nice. stationed nice. Uh, the army out there. So that's a sweet that's a sweet gig. Yeah, it's, it makes you makes your time go by, you know, out yeah. there for sure. <laughs> so, all right, so we got a couple listeners on. So I'm going to introduce you. This is so everybody knows. Everybody knows you because I talk about you quite often. They may not met you, but. This is more of my uh, personal coach, life coach, you know, and we'll talk about how we met. Uh, this is Ronnie Camacho, famous, the world famous nah. Ronnie. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, 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 you know, I know I'm going to get it after here. You know, I, I, I know you're, you're marking it all up saying we're oh, going to have coming. a conversation. Okay. It was, <laughs> I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, did you get that? Okay, you make me get that, right? Okay, good. I got some of my recording this. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do have a relationship, that's for sure. Yeah. We are laughing, but everybody has no idea why we're laughing. But so here's a guy. Oh, so, I, Roddy, let's start here with you, okay? So let's let's uh, get some little bit of history from you, uh, where you're from and your family, and stuff like that, and what you kind of do now uh, on a day to day. Okay. And then we'll 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 break a little bit on how you and I met. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and introduce your yourself and and your family and stuff. 
Perfect. Okay, my name is Ronnie Camacho. Um, I was born in Frankfurt, Germany. That's one thing a lot of people don't know right off the back. I'm still fluent in German, read it, speak it, write it. Uh, my mother's German Czech. My dad's from Guam. Um, I have two sisters. Um, I have a 28-year-old son. And I have a um, 10-year-old daughter, and I have a two-year-old grandson. So I got all, I got everything yeah. covered. Um, yes. Pretty much after Germany, I, um, my mom met my, my um, stepdad, which I don't like calling step because I don't believe in that word. I, so he's my dad. And we moved to Guam. Lived in Guam for a few years, and then I was ra then rest of my life um, I lived in Hawaii. So I pretty much grew up on the islands and in the the island way that I like to say. And um, I moved to California in '99 and started, you know, pursuing. I'm a personal life coach. I'm going on for about 22 years. Um, after I moved to California in '99, started really pursuing bodybuilding a lot more and um you know did all what i did i did pretty good and just all in all just you know my family man i live here i live in thousand oaks my gym is in westlake village my office is in westlake village. so yeah, i'm local this is home now i mean i'm hawaii still home but you know i've been here what 22 years now so it kind of qualifies yeah that's yeah you've been here for yeah you've been here for a minute now we've so how we met, there was, uh, we met at the gym. We were at the same gym together all the time. I've always, and, and I remember, uh, I watched you for a while. I've always, I kind of watched you in the gym. You know, I was one of those, you know, I just kind of went in and lifted. You know how I was. I was kind of quiet. I didn't talk to a lot of people in the gym. And um, I kind of watched you for a while. And, you know, back then I was a lot heavier than I was now. And, and. So I, I kept watching and finally I asked you one time, I don't know why you just carried yourself like a martial artist. I just, I just felt, you know how another martial artist can, can kind of uh, vibe on another one. Right. And I went and asked right. you if you, if you trained and, uh, and then you told me that you did. And then I struck it up and I said, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to maybe get a trainer. And that's how we, that's how we came together. You, you okayed that. You said, I'd be glad to do it with you and then we started down this road and then it became a lot more than lifting weights it you know uh you were with me right through my divorce right and that was a hard time and so i i tell a lot of people about the stories of you on on something because uh it became more than just uh, uh somebody uh coaching me through and counting off reps you know even though we did that right i got to work out with you and uh and and Stan, you know, two of these top bodybuilders, I get to I get to work out with you guys because we had a relationship, and and then uh, we would work out together, and we would talk about how I was super angry, right? I mean, I was like Hulk times ten, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then I had really bad self esteem, believe it or not, and and you know I could fake it on the mat because I was comfortable on the mat, but uh, super angry. And then you introduced me to Dr. Green, uh, and that started, uh, I actually took six months of anger management classes. And, and I remember when you, when you sent me that way and I was in there and I was like, 
man, I thought I was angry. I mean, these people are bouncing people off their bedposts and stuff, man. I was like, holy criminy. Uh, when you go to a group session like that, you get this iron sharpens iron thing, but you're like, man, I'm not quite as messed up as I thought I was. And, uh, and you know, because a lot of those guys were mandated to go. They had to go. They didn't have a choice, you know. Uh, I had a choice, and I and I stuck to that for six months, and that was pretty life-changing to give me some uh, – not that it took my anger all the way, but it 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 definitely gave me tools to curve it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's, it was unusual, right? right? It's Absolutely. unusual for a bunch of guys, for a bunch of men to be around and be in a group setting. I didn't think I would like that at first, but believe it or not, that kind of – you find that type A personality men are, are a lot alike. You know, you get a lot of uh, – you know, type A personalities in there. So well, you, there's a lot of ego involved, right? And once the ego supersedes your right way of thinking, it does a lot of, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and then I, this one story, just so you know, Ronnie, I, I, I tell people this about you quite often on, uh, what kind of trainer you were, right? <clears throat> And we were, I don't know if you remember this day, but I was just so down on like, I am trying to work on losing this weight and I could not just get to doing it. You know, I was working out every day, but the weight wasn't coming off and it was really weighing on me. We were on this bicep machine and you were, you were talking to me and I'm, and I'm lifting and I got tears running down my eyes, and you got tears running down your eyes, trying to get me to get through this set, right? And, uh, you know, so I tell everybody, he felt every bit of what I was feeling. And as a coach, right, because I'm a martial arts teacher too, it's like, man, you were just right there in that moment, and this is what made you such an awesome trainer. And I was like, I mean, you were right there, tears coming down your eyes, and, and my eyes, and I was like, it was, that was just one of the, I don't know, a very pivotal point, you know, and then we're years down the road. I mean, we've been together now. So for how long now? I don't, uh, uh Ooh, I mean, I would say I mean, we're creeping on 20, bro. Maybe right. 18? That's Yeah. That's what I'm thinking because you're, you didn't even have a daughter yet when we first met, you know, your daughter wasn't no, here yet. No, with us. I was and going so, a full custody battle with my son. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you and I were, you know, we, we chewed the same dirt as far as going through a divorce thing. And, and this is why I was really excited about, uh, when you talk about being a life coach, this is what kind of takes you different than almost any other trainer that I've ever had. Right. It's because, you coach me. And just so you guys know, I mean, I was struggling about a month ago. Was it three weeks ago? And I was people, you know, people that know me close know that I'm kind of bottled up. And I and I had this real issue going on business wise. And, you know, it wasn't a, you know, a, a relationship thing, but it was business. And but it was weighing on me, man. And uh, Ronnie Camacho knew I wasn't doing well. I was at 24 hour fitness and guess who shows up to make sure he talks to me before I go home. And that was you, you know, that was about three weeks ago that the same thing, right? Tears rolling. And I'm just like, man, I just want to kill everybody. And, uh, so, uh, it was a good, uh, 
you know, I always wanted just to, now I have a, a public place to say thank you for being that coach, you know, cause it's been, it's been a great, well, you know, it's been a great it was ride. my, Mark, it was my pleasure, man. And, you know, as much as credit you give to me in doing it, I give you credit and you can get all the information available to you, but it's about execution, right? And you really took it on, like to identify some changes that need to be done. A lot of men, particularly A-type personalities, won't do it because it's we have to show up like we can't show weeks, right? Where in actuality, until we can really show that weakness, we can build, right? So, and it, I, the process, but transform your way of thinking. I mean, look what you're doing, po- the podcast now. And I was always so excited when you told me you were going to do this because it, 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 it shows transformation, right? And, and you know what? As much as you say how I care about people, you care about them the same way. And that's why we link, right? Because you've always given more to others than you've given yourself. And I believe that's why some of, in your eyes, maybe shortcomings that were your shortcomings before, only what you thought were your shortcomings, is because yeah. you put everyone else in front of you, right? And you you thought of doing something for yourself would be selfish, right? That you'll be taking time away from your family, from your your business, from your friends. So you get you go all in for everybody else. And then you're left with having nothing left for yourself, right? And as the years went on, you really started seeing that by taking care of yourself or believing in yourself doesn't make you selfish. It's quite the opposite. And I told you, I told you before, way back, I said, you're going to motivate a lot of people one day. And you gave me that typical Mark look like, yeah, whatever, dude, you know, (laughs) but but it's true, man. So I really want to commend you on taking it on because I know it's not easy. And it's a day in, day, day in and day out battle for everyone, right? And it's just, but your commitment to becoming a better human being, to becoming a better father, to becoming a better instructor, coach, friend, brother, son, right? Everyone that I just listed has benefited from you taking ownership and taking your life back, right? And it's, it's really awesome. So I thank you for the compliment. But I also thank you for being such an amazing person. Well, yeah, yeah. I have, you know what? I, I we talk about this quite often, right? Because I, I just told my students this the other night that we have a way of. I can ask somebody what their shortcomings are, and they'll, and they'll give me a list a mile long. I ask them what's your strengths, and nobody feels they have any. I'm the same way because even listening to it, it's like. But what you just did there, so everybody that's listening, this is how he coached me. This is how he was coached. This is how. Ronnie Camacho coaches. He is a, uh, you know, he's not just a counter, you know, okay, here, let's go over here. It's your personal best. He coaches you through. And this is how you do all your, you know, this is how you motivate most all your private clients. Is that correct? I mean, yes, absolutely. You know, the thing is it comes, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, sir. No, no, no. Absolutely. I mean, and I look at every client as its own special individual, right? doesn't matter what they do for profession. If they're a professional athlete, college, you know, fighter, non-fighter, 84-year-old woman, it doesn't matter, right? I I, I treat everyone as their own template, right? So, and that's just, I don't know. And a lot of that, brother, comes from just having a martial arts background, right? 
right? Respect, 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 right? It's, it's just, I use that kind of structure with being able to coach and to get people to put their guard down. We don't see me as a threat, right? I get that right out of the way, intimidation part or build something. Why are you training me? It's, it's not about that. I mean, like, it's an honor to train every, everyone I train because I feel that God brings people in my path, not just for abs, right? Like, right. <laughs> or how they look. Or I haven't got those yet. Body I'm... weight, right? That's, that's all. Huh? I said, I Shut haven't up, got man. the abs yet. I'm Stop it. On. There you go. Okay, so more than, okay, I also know people that, that have not lost as much weight as you lost, and they will never do it, not because they're not capable, but they are not committed to sacrifice and to do the things it takes to lose what you have lost. Because you talk journey, right? I do what I do for stories like you, man. Like, it's not a, it's, 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 man, what's your total weight loss rate? Total. Uh, 115. About. I mean, hundred. I mean, yeah, let's just say yeah. one, <laughs> like a hundred pounds, right? Mm-hmm. People, they, milestones are five pounds, eight pounds, 20 pounds, 30 pounds, a hundred pounds. Like, hello. You know what I'm saying? That is, for me, to be able to be a part of that transformation and to witness that, that's why I do it, man. You know, to get a, to get a person, let's say we're talking about weight loss or anything else for that matter, get stronger, first you got to get them to believe in themselves. Right? So in a sense, I have to earn the client's trust first so they believe that I can help them. Because I'm not here for me. I'm here for you, let's say, for client. So I think a lot of times people are so self-centered about I can do this, I can do that, but I can't do anything unless a person believes that I can help them. Yeah, I think that was my biggest uh, my issue, man. I just didn't have a belief in myself. I think when you know when I had those blood clots, I mean, once again, you know, they're, uh, um, you know, you came to the hospital when I was there, you know, and uh, I was laying in that bed and I was like, "What the frick, dude?" You know what I mean? I, I mean. You know, my folks, it, it, it was hard. It was hard because, I mean, I, I could not be here today for sure based on what happened to me there. And, uh, you know, it took me another six months to get to get my mindset right to do what I did. You know what I mean? It was not it was not an easy process and nor is it today. And I think that's pr- probably the message that you, that's one thing about you, man. You're kind of real when you do it, man. There is no magic formula. There's no magic. Right. I mean, I'm sure as a trainer, right? Does everybody ask you what's the what's the magic uh, fat burning thing I can get, or what's? Oh, the- absolutely. What, mm-hmm. Yeah. What can I take to lose? What is what? What's the best? They call it diet. You know, I prefer meal plans because I like the word diet because in my mind that's negative. But because when you tell a person go on a diet, the first thing they think is, oh, I can't eat, right? So to me, I prefer meal plans because you're just planning your meals. It's very non-invasive. So yeah, you and I tell them, the most effective meal plan is the one you can stick to, right? Right. Because you (laughs) you you can try anything and everything will give you a result. Everything will give you a result. Everything. But it's what you can stick on and make it a lifestyle, 
right? Like you did with keto. Like mm-hmm. I talk about you with keto because you <laughs> like <laughs> keto. And, you know, when I get people ready for shows, this and that, keto is not easy, right? And to eat like that. And there's healthy keto and unhealthy keto, but we won't go into that. I'm just right, saying, you're, that's when, true. I'll just keep it really simple. If people slicing carbs, but very vanilla, just that alone will deter probably 95% of people that are trying to do something. Because they're like, oh, they'll give you all the reasons why they can't mm-hmm. instead of the reasons they should be thinking about why they should, right? Y- yes. And what correct. you I mean, you're a freaking keto guru. Like, I know I don't know everything about keto. I know you've been deep. And if I ever get, I'll call you. Hey, Mark, what about, because I know you know it. But uh-huh. it's not that you went to school as a dietitian. See, that's what I mean about commitment. You didn't just listen of what meal plan or diet is good. You did your research. You found out everything about it and how to utilize it to give you the results. See, people aren't willing to put that work in. Like, how, the, how can you go from not knowing anything about keto to two years later, you there's really not much you don't know. You're checking everything. I mean, with, your, um, with the uh, measuring, everything. And it's like, right. mm-hmm. but that's commitment, right? And you're right. People, they look for excuses instead of looking for results, right? Or the blame game. Oh, because... I'm married. Oh, it's because I have kids. Oh, it's because I work. And dodos might be legit, but not because that's what you had all those things also when you're eating like crap. <laughs> right. right. So it's yes. Just, it's just a it's just a choice, right? And so yeah, commend you on that. I mean, that's a hundred pounds again, man. Like it, when people ask me if can you make me lose 20 pounds? Can you make me this? I said, well, it's not whether I can make you do anything. It's what are you willing to do for yourself to attain these goals that you come at me with? Because I can help you. But this got to be a team effort, right? Because I don't just depend on you and say, you will lose. <laughs> you know? So I wish it was that way. So yeah, I keep it. Yeah, I know, man. But, you know, I, I try to keep it real, man, because it really doesn't help anybody BSing sugarcoating it because when they start if you my thing is if i bs and sugarcoat it when they go in their journey and they see it's a lot harder than i made it out to be it's going to be very discouraging so i got to keep it real yeah yeah that's true it's it's you know it's it's yeah i had some yeah you know i mean you were we had some major talks about that man and uh that's that's one thing so you know and I think you have a you have a this this life goal now because somebody some people may not know your story now. Now you were a flight attendant at what time, correct? And, yes. And let's I'm talk about nice. let's talk about why you feel you have this commitment because let's talk about nine eleven and let's let's once you tell everybody your story about how lucky we are that you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a flight attendant for American Airlines, 1989. Uh, that's when I started flying. And uh, everyone knows September 11th. And when you work for the airlines, well, I was a flight attendant. 
and I was based out of Miami and then LA. Um, you can do what's called trades. So let's say if Mark and I were um, flight tens and I wanted to fly a different trip, I'll ask Mark, hey, I'll trade you a trip. So for some reason, I had something I had to do in LA that day. So I had a two-day trip to Boston. And usually every time when I have trips, I let my mom know. I always let my mom know just in case something happens. She needs to know whatever, right? But I did the trade last minute. I had something I had to do in LA. So I trip traded the trip. So the trip originally had me doing the Boston flight. But I just did a turn, what we call turnaround. I did a couple of legs with it. I think, I don't even know the flights, but it was um, near. So I got home, I think, in the afternoon or early evening. Well, that morning, my phone rings. And it's my mother. And she's calling. I mean, she was crying hysterically. She was speaking in German. And she kept saying, business do. Like, is this really you? Is this really you? Is this really you? And I was like, you know, when you first wake up, you're kind of like, I'm thinking somebody <laughs> died somewhere. I'm like just trying to wake up. And I kind of chuckled like, yeah, of course it's me. You hear my voice. She goes, no, is it really you? Then I, then when I start kind of waking up, she goes, turn on the TV, right? So I turned the TV and my patients had the same thing. So I'm like, yeah, mom, there's a movie on of airplanes flying into a building. And then I changed the channel and I said, why is there a movie playing? It's playing in this station too. And then she goes, that's happening right now. And I'm like, huh? So then you know how they, they have the subtitles at the bottom. And I read it and I just dropped the phone. My wife was up and she went on the phone with my mom and I, it just felt like surreal. So I went to the computer to check the manifest because right immediately after you could still get on what we call decks, which is the, um, our um, where all flight crew go on for schedule. It's all our like our emails, so to speak. Right. And I look my fl flight uh, um, log and I'm like, damn, you know, and it, it just felt like, I don't know. I just always felt like I was in this tunnel. And um, but I checked again and everything went black. They, they cut out, you know, that you, they didn't for the interest of all the flight crew and stuff. So they someone knew what the names were. Well, my phone started ringing like the whole for hours, like people I haven't heard of, right? But I, when it dawned on me, like I could have been gone, right? And it was just, it was, it was a crazy feeling, Mark, because like I took a leave of absence and the only time I left my house was to go to the gym and come home. And I did that for probably about, I want to say six to eight months, man. I was angry. I was pissed. I wanted, if I could have signed up to go into service, I would have. Like I was at that level because, you know, these were my, my coworkers, man. You know, yeah. I mean, we, we all know each other. It's a, it's a family up there. And to see what they, to hear what they really endured up there before, you know, they went down. Like to this day, I can't watch anything 9-11. I can't watch anything. Like it's. If it's if it comes out at home or a channel gets changed, or I walk out of the room. I can't, man. It hits me too hard. So I don't. Know, I look at it like a second, I guess, lease in life, right? And during that time, I was going through custody, and 
And it was, I mean, it was like, it was a very bad custody battle. And then I told my wife, we talked about it. Am I, and I wanted to go for full custody because I figured, you know what? You only got one life, man. If I got another another day on this planet, then I'm going to do it fighting to get my son. So it kind of triggered that. But, and mm. I don't know, it just makes me really, you know, passionate now. So what, which airplane were you supposed to be on that you did not get on? Which, the which flight, flight was the American Airlines? Because the American, American Airlines flight, because one was the United. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when was United? That yeah. I think United ninety three. I think is. I don't know. I think I told you this before because I know your story with nine eleven. That uh, one of my black belts' brother was on one of those flights that that mm. went into the building. Now, it, your that flight that you were supposed to be on. I'm sure. I know your personality. I'm sure. You know. It. It. it for months, you laid there going, "Could have I made a difference if I was on that plane?" You know what I mean? Hundred percent, right? Hundred percent. I mean, I get emotional about it right now, you know, because it's it's still fresh, bro. You know what I mean? Like when I went back after my leave of absence, you know, I because you couldn't take anything with you on the plane. You couldn't take any weapons, right? Because the FAA was really, you know, you couldn't take anything. So I would take, you know, the headphone the headphones they give you in the airline. Yes. I, so I rip off the headset and I would have two of those cords on me, right? Ready to go, <laughs> you know? And it was just like, I go back to work and I'm sitting in my, in my jump seat with my chin down and I'm watching everyone like a hawk, you know? And it became so like, it didn't come on the fly anymore, right? I was approached three times by air marshals to recruit it, you know? to uh-huh. the air marshals and one was he was pretty high up but one thing that was a turnoff is that i wouldn't be able to tell my family where i was you just go you know sometimes for a week at a time whatever so i'm i, I passed on that but after a while man it it became ugly up there bro because you know passengers were just very they didn't remember man. And, you know, and I think that the straw that broke the camel's back was, you know, I had an incident on a flight, man, when I was working first class. And, you know, when you're working first class, if we have time, you get your champagne, your pre-departure before we we take off. Right? Well, we're trying to get, trying to leave on time so we couldn't do the champagne. So there was... A passenger, I think he was in in um three B. Still remember the seat, and he's just dinging his call button, right? And I go back, and I'm like, hey, "Can I help you?" He goes, "I didn't get my champagne, right?" And I said to him, "I said, sir, you know, we're trying to get on time departure. Um, as soon as we get up, I'll make sure you get the champagne first. And I kind of like, like, I got you, right? Because uh-huh. it's all good." I walk away and he goes, I guess you don't remember 9-11. Oh, so I leapt, you know, mm-hmm. we're on air. So I gave him a quick departure off his seat into the jet bridge. I'll leave it at that. 
And, you know, <laughs> it was, it was not pretty, bro. And so then the captain called the feds, they came down and they hog tied him and they gave him a couple of, it was still very fresh for everybody. So once they heard that he threatened a crew member with 9-11, it was pretty much all bets were off. So it was at that point I came home and my, my wife was like, you know, maybe you should, you know, hang it up. It's just became, it was like, I was on the edge all the time, Mark. You know, yeah. So I then I imagine. just, you know, decided to go, go to training full time, man. <laughs> so, well, and you know, com- you know, and I'm sure you fly the same way because I, I don't know about you, dude. I and I like to fly first class mostly if I can afford it. I always get a first class wing so I can watch everybody coming on the freaking plane, uh, and mm-hmm. you know, be close. I'm sure you you fly the same way today that 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 yeah. you did back then. So, yeah, I think that that story. Yeah. It's just one of those life changing things. And, and so you being here, you know, changed a lot of, you know, um, a lot of a lot of lives at this thing. So with that, then you you come up, you know, you have a you have this. And by the way, your son was just an absolute beast when he was in school. Man, I remember you coaching your boy for football, man. And he is a genetic freak like his dad, if if not more. Right. And uh, you got to uh, you. coach him, and and of course now now I think did you tell me he's going in the service? Yeah, he's actually um, he got accepted into the Navy OCS, which is the Officer Candidate School. So he'll be an officer in the United States Navy, and he's going to be going to boot camp in February and starting his Navy career. <laughs> boot camp. <laughs> Can you imagine the stories you're going to hear? Because you know. He's going to smoke everybody physically, <laughs> right? So, you know, they're going to try and smoke him hard, and he's probably oh, going to be laughing on the way. You know what I mean? I'm sure he's just going to go absolute beast mode. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's, I'm looking forward to those stories. Yeah. So so once, you know, once we have that now, you have this, this uh, writer for life. Let, let's talk about this, what you guys see right there mm-hmm. is this, you know, R-Y-D-R-4-L-Y. Let's talk about that real quick because it's on all your stuff. Uh, yeah, Writer for Life is something back in the day that someone gave to me when I was maybe not doing all the good things I should, but I, whatever for whoever that I care about, I'll, it, it's no matter. I'll do whatever, right? And that's what a writer on the street, a writer is somebody that's your back, will do whatever, and it, it was more like the street kind of way. Then as I, you know, started going through life and had some transformations, so to speak, um, I started using writer for life, like a writer for life, like for people's lives, right? So a writer for life is somebody that will do anything for whatever they believe in, right? It doesn't have to be me. This is my brand, but you everybody anybody can be a be a writer for life their own life or whatever they believe in right so it just always stuck and writer for life you know it it to me it's about my transformation and now everything about me is giving back right mm-hmm. is learning you know i know both sides of the spectrum and now i'm choosing for life be very positive 
to be influential, to be motivating, right? And it's not even about me. It's to motivate others to find their inner writer. Because everybody has to write for somebody, right? Like you for your kids. So that's who you write for, right? And right. a lot of like in the streets, gangs, they got writers. That's people they can count on. Well, I want to have writer be also in a positive sense, like you can be somebody somebody else can count on, right? So writer for life is just like it's bringing that. And I'm actually in the works right now and waiting for my final approval for the Writer for Life Foundation, where I'm going to be able to give back to the community. And I do that a lot already, but it's going to allow me to get more resources in order to change more lives, whether it's with veterans, whether it's with, you know, I'm bigger with kids, like kids, you know, kids is my soft spot, elderly is my soft spot. So it's like, I'm going to definitely be involved in more and getting also more people involved, right? Because I feel, I think people want to want to give back, but they don't have a vehicle or they think anybody that has a nonprofit is taking advantage of the system. So for me, it's going to be, I'm going to be a very trans parent nonprofit where people are going to really see what their nations are making, right? And so for me, writer for life, just, you know, what I do with clients, I motivate them, right? I've been doing it for 20 years, you know? I Mm -hmm. mentor kids. I've been doing that for 20 years. I get parents that come to me with their younger siblings to mentor them or to have their back, or they come to me for that I would say I'm like that bridge between parent and child, right? I'm that bridge. So I, I I know both sides. So a lot of times there's a few things that just go missing that prevent a great relationship between, let's say, parents and their children. And I figure out or at least do my best to figure out how to make that bridge come together so they can have a really unique experience. So, you know, Writer for Life, has, it's, it's like, it's it's almost like, it's a whole lot of things in one. You know, there's not really one way to pinpoint it, but with the foundation, it's about giving back, doing stuff abroad, doing stuff domestically, you know, doing helping, you know, when I go speak at schools, you know, I spoke at your seminar that, you know, yep. a mm-hmm. back, the Black Belt Seminar. I know it, it's those kind of things that I love doing because I want to be accessible, but I also want to be able to give people hope. Like, we we've we've all had a hard time coming up, but that doesn't mean that I should sit back and watch everybody else not get the cliff notes. So I look at it like I try to give the cliff notes to life, you know, from my experiences. And if I don't know it, I'll find out. But so that's kind of writer for life in a in a nutshell, if that makes sense a little bit. Yeah, it does. It makes yeah, it makes perfect sense because this is what this is how you are. And I think you know, a lot of people don't really realize, I mean, we've seen a lot of people, right? They want to, they do uh, charity work to see, look what I've done. All right. I, I don't know people, you've done some super life-changing charity work, right? And I remember one of them that you're telling me about when you went to the Philippines with all those children, Yes. that, yes. that was just a, yes. that was, and now isn't it cool when you see other people going and they got your shirt rider for life and stuff on when they're handing out food to them, when you couldn't go back. You know, I thought yeah, that was man. the coolest thing, right? And uh, absolutely, uh, it's you know, and I believe that, like, I truly believe in this. Like, this is just the beginning, man. Like, 
I really feel a strong, you know, if I've really jumped into my faith within the last four to five years, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, you know, you always hear, you know, people, people say, they made a deal with the devil, whatever. Well, I made a deal with God, right? And it's only, you know, what that deal was. But everything that is has been transforming the last three to four to five years, I just feel this push. And seeing those shirts in the Philippines and having people ride for me and be part of want to be part of rider life, that is just me so because there's a lot of people that have a big heart. And yeah, you're right, do it for the pats on the back. And you know, there's always gonna be haters, right? There's always, always gonna be people like, oh, he's just doing it for him. Well, you know what? If that you do, that's fine. But I guarantee you, you might not get together, right? Like you can, you can have those things, but while you're hating on what I'm doing, how about doing something for yourself in your community, right? Because a lot of people that hate, they just aren't willing to roll their sleeves up, right? And it's all good. But I know why I'm doing it. He knows why I'm doing it. And that's all that matters to me, you know? And I'm going to yeah, keep doing right. it. And it, But now it's just going to get bigger and bigger, and we're going to be able to help so many more people, you know? and organizations or even partner up with organizations for the same, you know, thing in mind. The, so when you talk, you know, you, we know that, you, you know, you volunteer your time at the schools. I know you do, you, you know, when you get an opportunity to go speak at the schools, you do. And isn't it, a, so tell me your experience of this. This just, this is just what I experienced the other night. I was, I had an instructor group. And I had young ones here too, our assistant instructors. We had 17 people come and take this class. And I talked to them about uh, Jocko's book on on uh, discipline equals freedom. And then I read kind of out of his book, his field manual. And then I asked him, I said, if, does this not make you think, are we really disciplined? We say we teach discipline. Are we really disciplined, right? And we're going through this and about how to get better in life. And I asked each one of them, I had junior high and high schooler there. I said, have you been in school and been taught that what discipline really is and you're a good person and how to, how to do it? I said, has not one person said that that's what school teaches me? Not one. Right. Right. You feel the same thing when you go talk to these kids? Why is that you draw so much energy from you? It has to be. Yeah, bro, because, you know, teachers call me in to speak to their kids that, you know, they feel a disconnect, right? But a lot of the things, man, they're not being, the, the things that we were taught with morals, respect, this, those days are gone, right? And so they call me in because the kids respect me. They've looked me up or they know of me. And it allows me to throw nuggets, right? I just look at it opportunities to throw nuggets. You can change a class in an hour. But what I try to do is I try to throw a couple of nuggets for them to think about, right? And give them hope that things are possible. And I'm very, very open with my story or what I some of the things I've been through, depending on what kind of setting I'm speaking at. But not these little nuggets, right? Because they're not getting these nuggets. And what I've noticed is that after my talks, um, one teacher, she asked a couple of days later for the kids to write something, you know, and I get back. 
And I'm like, whoa, like, you might think you're not getting through with the nuggets, but you are. And the thank yous, and I can't thank you for saying that. And it just reinforced that these young people not just want to hear it, but they need to hear it because they're not hearing it very often. And I've gotten positive responses from kids that, yeah, they, they're like this, like, well, tell me, you know? And me, look. I'm going to come in. I'm gonna say, there's no talking. There's no one on their phone. I'm going to lay my rules down right before I speak. Yeah, you know? right. Just yeah. to let them know. I'm in business. But right after I do that, I say, but you have my undivided attention. And you can ask anything you want. And this is an open forum. But if you respect me, I respect you. And that's how it transits to how that pertains to life. Respect. I'm like, you guys want to be respected, but do you respect others? Right? No one's going to respect you unless you respect them. And that's the thing that's missing. Right? And so what I try to do is throw little nuggets in. And you know, when you talk to them, you get some kids that are more receptive. Some are more standoffish. But a lot of times, the ones that are more standoffish are already processing. Because they're liking what they're hearing. But they're not going to show it to their peers because they don't want to look soft. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we know how that is. Yeah. You know, yeah. To your point, it's 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 true, man. It really, you know, it's it's a pill battle to be honest with you, man. Like, you know, to get through to the youth now because they have a different sense of reality than we have. You know, because mm-hmm. I got one class I, I came in and talked to because. But a lot of the kids were going to be YouTubes and savings. And they look at all the money that these big YouTubers make. Well, that's, I mean, that's great, but mm. how many failures are there that don't right. make it? That yep. don't have a million likes <laughs> <Right. It's, laughs> or 20 million followers. That's correct. Right? Yeah. So I tell mm-hmm. them, like, if let's say this falls through, what are you going to do? Right. And they just sit there. I'm like, what if we lose our Internet for a month? Right. Right. So I just throw little nuggets just to get them to think a little bit. So I think, you know, a, a lot of times it's natural. Be like, man, this generation nowadays, they didn't get it. Come like us. They didn't walk in slow like us, you know, which is in some sense true. But in some sense, man, they are also not given the tools that we were. Right. Or there are no one at home that's talking about respect and structure. Instead, they want to be friends, so to speak. You know what I mean? That causes a lot of problems for the teachers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah, that's good. You this know, is I, that's why right. I feel. I feel that I think, you know it's great for kids to take a martial art from the proper school because the respect factor, right? I always tell parents, I'm like. It's not about whether they go in the cage or fight or not, but you got you have another. If you have a good instructor, you have an ally, right? I'm gonna tell Grandmaster Cox if you mess up, like it's an ally, uh, right? Like, a right, lot yeah. It's me, like, <laughs> okay, don't tell Coach Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But it's just an ally. Yeah, I and agree. If parents I, I think that, understand yeah, that it's teamwork, man. It's teamwork. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you've been doing that for so long, as long as I've been been with you, man. And uh, then I've just seen you uh, refine your skills as it, as it continues on. I guess we refine our skills because as we get older, things change. And then, of course, you had a daughter, so that kind of changes your world, right? right? And uh, oh, that's what that's what changed my world uh, for sure. Yeah. And then she's a little pistol on top of it, right? So that's just more awesome that you know she's oh, yeah. got that. Maya, man, Maya, literally, I call her my my. Mm-hmm. You know, when she was small, I called her my little bully. Everybody on <laughs> social media knew her as little bully. When she got older, she goes, "Why'd you call me little bully?" I'm like, ah, "I was not a bad thing, right? It was just you always <laughs> wanted your way." But um, she, she, uh, that little girl lit a fire under my butt, right? Because you know, she's she looks up to me, right? Yeah. So I had to step up my game, right? But I also want to show, you know, for me, man. If I leave this world for my kids to know that I left them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So with Maya, like I, it's, I want to make her proud, bro. Like I want to make her proud. You know what I'm saying? And I want to show her that regardless of how crazy the world can be, you can make a difference. Right. doesn't matter if people say, oh, these people, I don't care. Right. If I can help, I'll not for it. You know, and she has that same heart. Like she wants to, she's writer for life. She's my biggest writer, writer, writer. Like she has all the, (laughs) she wears it. She talks about it. She wants to be part of it. She, you know, but, and she wants to, you know, she's big about trash, like people leaving trash. I know I'm going to have to do something down the road, like a big cleanup, but she motivates me, man. And, and I, you know, I want to stay in the loop with the youth because I got to know what's going on, right? That's I, right. You're right. Mm-hmm. I have a 10-year-old daughter. She's right in the mix. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to be uninformed. But that's what's kind of giving me the push, man, that I have my second win, bro. That little girl gave me my second win. Yeah, she's she's fun, too. I I had so much fun teaching her to drive the uh, four-wheel. Um, oh, man. That, that, that. Was so, <laughs> that was so much fun. And... uh you know, get, get, you know, it just reminded me when my kids were that age, you know, you know, they're all, it's so funny. I'm yeah. watching you enjoy your time with her now. And you see, you're an older dad, which makes the time even more precious. You know what I mean? So this right. morning I dropped Ariel off. I had to get up at four o'clock with her. She had a five o'clock call to go to work at Kohl's this morning. And I said, I'll take you in. I'll get up with you. And I, I dropped her off and I just kind of reminiscing as I'm watching her walk in going, wow, she's an adult now. Those days are, uh, those days are yeah. over, uh, of those times that I got it's to always have your little girl though, brother. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Yeah. I would, I would take a fool out for her for, for sure. Um, without a doubt in my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, Yeah. That's, it's just, yeah, that's been fun to it's watch. So, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> dad's against dating uh you, you know oh uh, man <laughs> the so the other thing that you do so if anybody follows you right you have this uh you know everybody puts these little motivational things on 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 including myself i do it all the time i got one that's called the daily discipline and you know here's a here's a funny thing about daily discipline right i started that thing like three years ago and I wasn't disciplined enough to do it every day. So I was like, I have a daily discipline 
that I'm not even disciplined to do. I'm like, I mean, you are such a weak sauce, bro. All right. I'm telling I'm talking to myself. I'm like, who, who are you to talk about discipline when you can't, when you put something up on daily discipline and you don't do something daily. Right. And so I was, when I was, uh, when I was doing this, I was like, I remember having this conversation. I was lifting, right. I was in the garage and I'm like daily discipline and I don't even do it. I'm, I'm reading this book on discipline and I'm like, I find so many holes where I don't have it. Right. And I'm like, you are such mm. weak sauce. I said, so either shut it down or do it. That's what I, you know, what I did. And so, you know, uh, and so I have somebody that helps me post in there all the time, but you have something every morning, almost every morning, there's something cause you're up at the crack of freaking dawn. Right. And right. I'm like, sometimes right. I talk to myself, I'm like, you know what I should get, I should make that happen before Ronnie gets up. So I can say, Ronnie, I got it out there before you this day, but it hasn't happened yet. Um, so, um, uh, but you have this, <laughs> so you haven't had, uh, um, you know, cause everything's a competition, right? And, you know, everything is competitions, you know, it's not, it doesn't matter what it right. says. It just I'll matters. I did it first. You know, what's, what's, that's all that I got you. I got you. And so, I got um, you. and, it's but you do this, uh, all the, you do this, uh, on a daily, right? So it's always kind of fun to see. And some of them are, are really hit home. And, but you know, this stuff like the back of your hand, right? I mean, there's how many hundreds do you go through? And do you go through them and go, I'm posting that one because it hit me. How many, how many times yeah, is it like, like the that? thing with that, man, it, it started, man, where I don't even know when I started. It was a long time. And uh, probably, man, it's like I, I, I try to look at motivation quotes every morning, right? And I look at it like feeding, like I have to feed. So that's like my ritual. I have to feed. And whatever quote jumps out at me, I post it, right? And I I don't, I don't, I haven't checked Ike's or any of that. I look at it like if this can hit one person the way it hit me, we win, right? That's like yeah. a win for me. So that's like my ritual, like, you know, and I go through about, you know, because I love it so much that I can go into a quote rabbit hole and then I'm just keep looking and looking. Sometimes I look up and I'm, oh, damn, I got to get ready to go to work. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I get so entrenched in it. But I would say I'm looking at least at 50, at least. Yeah. And for something to jump out. And, you know, it doesn't always mean that if let's say I put some out, oh, man, Ronnie's going through it. It's not that. It's like it's just something that it could hit from a different way. It could hit because I deal with so many individuals, right? And with the work that I do, that sometimes something will jump out that I feel can help someone I know. Uh huh. And I just. That's why it, you post some right? of those for me. I know. It. Nah, nah. You, <laughs> you Mark. Come on, man. Are, are all the ones that say. <laughs> curve your anger are those pointed towards me i'm like you know what i'm gonna do that for mark and see if was that the hashtag m cox i'm sorry bro that's so funny no, man it's, it's you know but i i do really man i do that just to like 
to throw it out there and, you know, to put, you know what, to be vulnerable, man, because I'm willing to be vulnerable, right? Hey, look, I, I damn near cried two times on your podcast right now. I know. Like, stop doing that. And I don't stop care. doing that. You almost had me I going care, with you. Right? Because, <laughs> bro, the thing is, man, when I, I that's what happened as I started refining with age. I don't care, bro. If, if this is what I feel right now, I'm going to show it, right? I'm not going to pretend it's not happening. I'm not going to pretend that your story doesn't touch me, man. Like, that's BS, right? I'm not uh-huh. going to pretend that your journey wasn't remarkable and how hard it was, and it's not touching. There's enough fake stuff out there that people pretending to care that don't. And it's all good. I say, I go to your boat. I get asked, does that bother you? No, it doesn't. Because... Everyone knows their true integrity, right? I know yeah. why I do what I do. And it's only for me to know. And the people that love me and are closest to me know the real. If you want to assume that I do what I do for likes or this and that, then you know what? Then that person has to do some soul searching within themselves because there's a lot of unhappiness. <laughs> you know? <laughs> because right, yeah. What you should do is reach out to me and maybe we can do something together. That is really freaking awesome for someone right. else, <laughs> right? <laughs> and people that, that look from the outside, they have they have an experience, a true, genuine hug, a thing, a child from a person in need, from a person living in their car that is just trying to make ends meet, and you give them a bag of groceries, and they're going to be good for a week, and they give you a hug, and they hold you tight, and they cry in front of you and say, thank you. I don't know what I would have done without this. Like, what? Yeah, okay, that's selfish. No, I mean, until you experience, and I know you have those moments with what you do, even when a person experienced that, you want more. Because it also, as much as I help these individuals, it helps me too, man. You know, it, yeah, you, it, you know, it keeps you level-headed. It keeps you grounded. It makes me appreciate what I have right now. But I also know yeah. you can lose it all also, right? So it really, it makes me just really appreciate more and want to do more, right? And it's like, it's a rush, bro. It's a rush. Right. It's yeah. a rush and it's not. And if I do for likes, there's other things I could do for likes, you know, but yeah, you can you can flex your biceps. Those, those get all likes. You know, everybody's <laughs> like, look at listen. Welcome to the gun show of Ronnie. <laughs> Let me ah! put on some banana boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? Like, oh, best. <laughs> But no, man, it's, it's, uh, I think, man, right. God, God, man, God gave us, he gave us a heart signal <laughs> to help people. It is. And you that's, know, another that's, thing it. I want like to mention on that, brother, when you help people a lot there, you also will get taken advantage of and you will also get burned. And in oh, the yeah. beginning, I'll be like, <laughs> right. But I know as now I just like, whatever. Right. You're right. Because it, it, well, it's almost expected now, right? It is, you know. Right. And I believe that he will continue to provide. So for yeah. whatever cancer gets removed or a person that took advantage, more will come, right? 
Yeah. And that's it's, true I too. think it helps in the refinement process. Yes. Right. It's okay. showing people's true colors that maybe, you know, we give people sometimes the benefit of the doubt, even <laughs> though we see a red flag waving. So yeah. now I acknowledge the red flags and say, you know what? Next. Right. Right. God bless you. Have a life. You're no longer my circle. Have a nice, you know what I'm saying? Done. You know, but I think I've got better acknowledging the red bro. I'm making them like light pink or tan. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've experienced that. Yeah, I've been burned, man. That's there's no doubt about that. And uh but I tell you what, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if I would erase that experience either, man, because I, I think sometimes negative lessons teach you more than the positive. Uh, you know what I mean? It, it, it's it's not that it's not. And, and people like us that are, I mean, we're pretty type A, bro. Okay. But on the same token, you and I will break down for that, that old person that's just being disrespected or you see a disabled kid. I can't, it, it will melt me, you know? And, uh, uh, Yep. It's it's just uh, one of those things, man. I don't know. I you know we do share that in common that we this, this heart you have a, you have such a I don't know what's bigger is your bicep or your heart. We're trying to figure it out. You know when you're when you're like my heart. Oh. Okay, is it? What <laughs> And so we will end with what well, we're coming up on an hour and we'll end here new. Cause I know you got clients, but, uh, good. you know, I see that when you, when you're, um, putting, when you're putting stuff out there, uh, yeah, people don't really know. I, you know, until you put some old pictures of yourself up there, just how, what, what a freaking beast you were. And now what, what, what people don't realize too, we didn't, we talked when you were a, a flight attendant, you were built like that. Correct. Uh, and you used to yes. tell me you, you they, the pilot would say, Ronnie, walk up and down the aisle real quick so everybody sees you. <laughs> I can yeah, just totally man, see it. Passengers right? are nasty, bro. Like if they they will yell and snap their fingers at flight attendants and everything, you know. And you know, so if I work the back, you don't even know I'm on the plane. So the flight attendants, it became like this thing. Um, can you come up here and grab something? So then I have to go to the front and walk through and then puts everybody on notice that it's not going to be this flight. <laughs> I love that. I love that story when you told me about that, where you'd have the pilots or the other yeah, co-workers man. like, Ronnie, just walk down yeah. the aisle and pick up some coffee or something. And uh, 100%. Find something know, to do in the aisle. Like, okay. You were, I mean, you were built just like a, a shit brick house, right, man? It was like. You, you know, looking at your old pictures, but now you're getting ready to turn 50 and you, so yeah. people, this is the thing about you, right? Um, I've noticed this about all bodybuilders, you know, there's a discipline in bodybuilding. People just cannot understand, right. To know your body, the way you do and what it, what it responds to watching you and stand and go. Mm -hmm. And then all the people, all the bodybuilders you coach, right. They can look one way. And then in right. seven days, they look totally different. It, it's just an amazing transformation <laughs> that happens because of what you guys yeah. know and how to, how to, yeah. how to do that. And then, so you right now, I guess that's your biggest goal, right? Is, Hey, listen, I practice what I preach. And of course it's really easy. Cause you got a wife that right. cooks freaking awesome. Okay. Uh, by the way, and That's matter right. of fact, I could go for some more of those turkey yes. burgers. I want to tell her, um, hey, but let her know. I always text her. And uh, so, 
you're and so we've watched you, right? You see all the all the all the compliments coming to your way. Like you've already started this transformation in this in your diet and in your workout because uh, you're getting ready to turn fifty. And you know, and we'll end uh-huh. on that note. What are you looking for? What what is it you're wanting on your fiftieth birthday, right? Because I remember when I turned fifty. So what what what's your thought process uh-huh. on it? Oh man, I know. Once I start doing that, as people start speculating, oh, are you gonna are you getting ready for a show? Are you gonna do another show? This and that. And honestly, man, it's not even that. It was almost like I needed to hold myself because so busy, so many things that I had to kind of find me a target, right? Uh-huh. And I just for myself, you know, for my own present to myself is kind of just you know, be a little selfish in a sense of get get to feeling better again. Because I neglect myself too, man. Like I don't stretch as much as I should, this and that. And, you know, but it was, and I, and also it's a motivation, bro. Like I have people that think that because you're a certain number, you have to act a certain way. Like I want to be, yeah, I'm turning 50, but I'm I'm not, I'm not like, oh gosh, I'm 50. It's quite, I'm the opposite, right? I'm like, all right, let's see what I can do by my 50, right? Or how I can feel by my 50, or, you know, and that was kind of my motivation for it. And just again, dude, it's like indirectly to motivate. Maybe there's one other person that's like, oh man, making food is hard, or this, or eating like this is hard. But when you're, when you actually break it down, it's really not that bad. And even in the gym, when I often train clients, I'm, they see me go in my cooler. They're like, oh, you really eat like this? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm just telling you to do it. You know, but people know a lot of times, they say, well, I, I tell them what I do. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't keep secrets, right? Yeah. I tell them, I'm like, here, this is what I do here. The problem is the consistency, right? Because mm-hmm. if I know A, B, and C food gives me results, I will only eat A, B, C food, and I don't complain. Like I need variety because I know what right. this will do to get me there, right? So I don't throw that in the mix, right? And a lot, a lot of people they get bored, so to speak, and then they don't. They need variety. So I, it means like I want results, right? Now you're fighting. If you know this guy ain't blocking the ridge hand, guess what's coming? <laughs> That's right. Not, That's right. The ridge hand is coming first and foremost. I'm not going to let it come last. <laughs> so it's the same kind of thing, man. It's, and we're like that. I mean, show me the way and I'll do it. Right? If I got to eat, I can tell people, you can eat like this, but are you willing to eat like this? I can give you the yeah. meal plan, but are you willing to eat like this Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, when the game's on and everybody's eating popcorn and whatever, right? So it's just commitment, man. But for me, my fit yet, man, I'm I'm breathing. I'm able what I love to do. My family, everybody's good, man. And I'm just blessed, mm-hmm. man. I'm truly blessed to be able to to do this, right? To be on your podcast. And really quick, I want to commend you on your podcast because just like how you dove into keto, you've been to this. And by that, I mean, you're totally committed 
to podcast. You did everything you're supposed to. You have all the equipment. You're, you have everything set up in a professional way, which shows just you in general. It's, that's who you are, man. You know what I mean? When you told me you're going to do a podcast, first thing I thought was, that was awesome. Because I told you before, you're going to be changing people's lives. And for you, this what in that game plan. But I thought, oh, I my language. Because I know you're not going to do it mediocre. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> so I knew you were going to get the best. Yeah. Best, but, I definitely, yeah. You know, I definitely so wasn't going to do the. Your uh, success, bro, and, no man, I appreciate it, man. I, yeah, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, you know, the, you know, a lot of times my podcasting has to do with how I feel personally or what I'm going through personally, and then the interviewing process, because I know a lot of people, you know, and and there's a lot of people that's changed me, you know what I mean. And so <clears throat> I like to highlight those mm-hmm. because you're gonna find as oh, a man, human it's a race pleasure, bro. We, I know you and I yeah, could yeah, talk for hours, man. Oh, and it's yeah, it's we a can, pleasure. To be on your yeah. podcast, bro. Yeah, like, it's. Uh, I'm always here for you. You know that. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that's never been a. Uh, that's never been a, a contention at all. I, mean, I can. I can call you at midnight and, and you'll be on, on the way. But yeah, we we right. have a special friendship for sure. But I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to highlight a little bit more of of, you know, how you how you coach and and stuff like that because it's, you know, there's been a change I and mean, we've had some serious talks. I mean, you you know. Um, you know, trying to curve my, my intensity of was, you know, I, you know, only, only another man that has, understands that same kind of, uh, intensity and stuff like that can help you curve it. You know what I mean? It's not, you know, I'm not going to listen. I'm not here. Me personally. I mean, I'll just be real. I'm not going to listen to some beta tell me to calm down. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, and you have to find somebody that you respect and love and that that will hear you out and, and definitely, you know, and I get that same thing even with my own students now. I, I mean, a lot of my students now, they're all they're almost all all peers at this point. Right. They, they they're they're all grown men, uh, right. super right. skilled. You know, you know, I got that small circle of, uh, yeah you know, 100%. John and Jason flame and, and, and DeRocher and, and all, all these guys that Nathan Carlin, all these guys that kind of sharpened me, Carson Fortner out in Georgia. It's just, uh, you know, trying to lead by example. And that's what I thought when I was watching your 50th, cause people are already seeing that there's a transformation. Right. And I think, tell me if you don't agree with this, that there's a difference between, you know, motivation and discipline. Everybody's motivated in the morning. It's by four o'clock in the oh, afternoon, yeah. the motivation goes and the discipline has to step in. You agree with that? 100%. Right. 100%. Between, <laughs> between, between um, discipline and commitment. That's right? correct. And yeah. leave the excuses, right? Because right after the lack of motivation comes the excuse, excuses <laughs> to ha- not have the motivation, right? There's always the excuse why the motivation stops, right? That's correct. There's That's- always the excuse. And that's all it is. It's an excuse that you've told yourself long and you believe it so much and you're drinking your own Kool-Aid. And until you put that cup of Kool-Aid down, you're not going to get the results you desire. Yep, I totally. That's 100 percent on the money. And I think that's a good way for us to to end because I could sit here and talk to you for another 20, 30 minutes. But uh, I, I wanted to thank you, Ronnie, for coming out here and sharing Absolutely. all this stuff. I, uh when we, um, 
we can get settled in. And just so everybody knows that, uh, you know, there's ways that, you know, you can find Ronnie Camacho on Facebook. If you guys are looking for trainer, uh, you know, you're not going to find a better trainer. He's in the Ventura County, Thousand Oaks area. If you're looking for trainers, you call him and he comes highly, highly recommended by everybody. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, you've, we didn't get into the, the stars that you, you've thing, you know, here's the thing, you know, I know that you, you, what's that? There's a reason for that. There's a reason for that because at the end of the day, man, what we talk about is the, the, it's, it's what was meant to be talked about today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it is, it's just, you're, you're looking for somebody that's got some, some real backbone and is a God fearing man. I mean, I think we both grew in faith in the last four or five years. I I mean, when you dived into what you did there at church, you, you dove in a thousand percent there too. It's just been, uh, it's, Mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure to have you as a, as a mentor in, in my life, for sure. You're a major, uh, major player in, in helping me do a transformation. I appreciate it, Ronnie. All right. And you know, all right. you know, people know where to find me, man. You know how to, Mark yeah. knows how to get me. Yeah. And you know, you'll find me at I, Lighthouse Church, Newbury Park on Sundays. That's right. right. That's where you'll find yeah. me. You can always be find the me one. there or Friday, Friday afternoon at five. You can find me at Lighthouse doing food, you know, that's or Ultimate Performance and Fitness in Westlake. That's where, I, that's my home gym. And right. go to writerforlife.com if you want to reach out to me or my Instagram, Writer for Life, or Facebook, or just say hi. All good. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put all that. Thank you for having me, man. And yeah, I want to put that all in the show all notes. Good, so people I want to get, thank get a hold you for of having me, bro. You're welcome, Ronnie. Yeah, thank you for I having me. I love you, man. And, you know, I, I love you too, bro. And Mark, all right. keep doing your thing, man. Anything <laughs> yeah, I can well. help with, I'm here for you, bro. All right. All right, Ronnie. We'll catch you soon. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, and coming at it from a real angle. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had fun. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram and Facebook at MarkCox100. Make sure to subscribe and review. And tell a friend or two about the show. For more, hit up the website at MarkCox.com. Till next time, keep it real.